Hello everybody, thank you very much for downloading this episode of the Cinema Catch-Up Club. For more information, you can visit the Cinema Catch-Up Club's official Facebook page. Just search for the Cinema Catch-Up Club. Or you can visit our website, thoughtjarproductions.com. This podcast is available on iTunes and SoundCloud, and we would really appreciate your subscriptions there, so pick your service of choice. For more information about this and other podcasts we produce, please visit thoughtjarproductions.com. And now, for this week's episode. Hello everybody, and welcome to the Cinema Catch-Up Club podcast, the podcast for movies that you probably should have seen by now. I'm your host, Stephen Platt. Thank you very much for downloading this week's episode. This week, it's episode four of our five journey into foreign language films. That's why films which are spoken in languages other than English, like what I'm talking right now. So, uh, this week we are going to Germany. We're going to Germany to have a look at 1998's Run, Lola, Run. Or, as it would be said in German, Jason... Lola, Rent. L- just Lola, Rent? Yeah, Lola, Ran. Wouldn't have been Run, Lola, Run? No. No, it, in German it is called Lola, Rent. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we... Oh, um, uh, uh, yeah. No, it's it's just Lola, Rent. Okay, in that case, uh, Lola, Rent. Uh, Lola, Rent, Winkelmesser. And joining, <laughs> <laughs> joining me to review this film, uh, the, it's our guests from uh, the first of these foreign language films. It's mm. Jason and Carmen Dolly. Hello. Hello. Except this time, the roles are reversed because ah. Carmen has seen Run Lola Run. Yes, now the rubber band's on the other claw. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> Just write down five points for reference. <laughs> and drama. And Jason, you have not seen Run Lola Run. I haven't, even though I speak German mm. and I've lived in Germany and I've watched a lot of other Franca Patenta films in German, I've not seen Run Lola Run. And this is kind of the big one for her. because this, this is... is, yeah. This is... Her sort of big iconic role, even with everything that she's done since this film. Yeah, like she's done. It's definitely her biggest one in German. Mm. The other one, one of the other big ones I saw when I was, I think, two thousand one, is called Nachtfunf im Urwald. I think it translates as After Five in the Jungle, mm. but it's got a really weird English translation. It's like After Five in the old prehistoric forest or the forest eternal or something like that okay but it's it's just a coming of age film mm. so it was her when she was quite young as okay. well um but yeah no she's um she's a very good actress mm-hmm. obviously in english speaking countries born identity and supremacy uh what else romulus my father mm. anything else that she's been in uh probably but i can't yeah, think, no, I can't of, it think right of it now. off the top of my head either so what do you know about run lola run uh, I really only know the Sliding Doors nature, that it is essentially the film that Sliding Doors was based off, mm-hmm. in a way. And that's kind of it. What would Sliding Doors be in German? Uh, to, I don't know what the German word for sliding is. It never really came <laughs> up in conversation that much. Okay. Okay, we'll have to look that up, because I'm curious. Automatisch Tor. Automatisch Tor. So would it be... <laughs> Automatic Door. So would it be Tor, Automatisch Tor? <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I think the Run, Lola, Run is literally a translation because of Run, Forest, Run. Like, it's an English translation. Oh, okay. um, they do that a lot with certain films. Like, they are called something um, in one language. And then, especially in German, I notice it because I speak it. They'll call it in one thing. Like, um, you know, Downfall, the German film. About, oh, about mm. the, the last... Yeah, it's called... Um, Der Untergang, I think, mm-hmm. which translates more as like the passage or the uh, bunker. Or the okay. main movie. Yeah, or the main movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of um, what they do is they'll translate it to be a bit more snappy. Okay. Because yeah. calling something Lola Ran in English is probably going to sound really dull. Yeah. But Run, Lola, Run kind of sounds like it's got a bit more pep to it. It, it and it brings it. you back to Forrest Gump. Yeah. yeah, or indeed the subsequent Run Fat Boy Run. Yes, completing the Run Something Run trilogy. <laughs> the um, the direct David Schwimmer directed classic with mm. Simon Pegg and Hank Azaria. Yeah, we we will probably have to review that at some point. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah. That's a good one. I just I'll just make a note. Jason Keen, Keen, uh, oh, Carmen, yeah. uh, welcome to the program again. Thank you. Uh, you have seen Run Lola Run. Yes, I have. And uh, as we established prior to the recording, you last saw it. 
quite close to when it was released. Yeah, probably around 2000 or 2001. Hmm. I don't want to say how old that would have made me, but... uh, Perhaps slightly younger than the intended audience for this film? Perhaps just slightly younger, but not actually that that much younger. Um, But... I really can't remember too much about it. I guess it was quite a while ago. But mm. um, yeah, I literally remember that it did have this very sliding doors aspect to it. Mm. And I found out it was uh, the inspiration for sliding doors. So uh, yeah, that's about all I remember. And the red hair. That's... So, I mean, the red hair is pretty a pretty big deal. It's yeah. very red hair. Yeah. So did you see Run Lola Run after sliding doors? It must have been about the same time, mm. to tell you the truth. I remember seeing Sliding Doors in the cinema and yeah. this on VHS. Okay. Which also dates it. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> it must have been about the same time period. And I, I think I would have seen Sliding Doors in the cinema and then watched this on VHS maybe a couple of months later. Right. Yeah. And it, I suppose in a sort of vague, non-spoilery sort of way for, for Jason and for our listeners who mm. have not seen Run, Lola, Run, um, what can they expect from this film? Uh, just alternate timelines, not any, everyone lives all the time. That's really all I remember. Excellent. Yeah. Not everyone lives all the time does sound like a good alternate type. <laughs> <laughs> not quite as snappy, but yeah. yeah. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, should we jump into it? Sure. I just was looking up uh, that fact. They both came out the same year. Oh, really? Both oh, 98? Yeah. So I don't know if um, Run Lola Run really is a copy of Sliding Door now, Doors mm. now. I think we've always kind of, well, I know I've assumed that and a lot of people... Mm. Not that it comes up a lot in conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, there you, okay, go. there you go. So they both came out in 1998. So Maybe both there was 20. somebody on the production teams who's just kind of like working between the two. Yeah, <laughs> yeah or maybe of... Run Lola Run is a Sliding Doors version of Sliding Doors, and oh. Sliding Doors is a Run Lola Run version of Run Lola Run. Could be. Let's well, get no. <laughs> Oh, God, I've gone cross eyed. Yeah. <laughs> in that case, we'll, uh, we'll move swiftly on to watching the film. Yeah. Okay. For those of you listening at home, pop in your DVDs and sit down on your couch, sit down on your chair, sit down on your floor, don't sit down at all. Do whatever a timeline you want <laughs> as we prepare to watch Run Lola Run, or in German, Lola Rent. Just letting you know about another up-and-coming project from Thought Jar Productions. It's called Atlantis. It's a science fiction radio play series that's being staged in Perth, Western Australia, between August the 21st and October the 4th. If you're a fan of comedies such as Red Dwarf, Black Adder, and Blank Books, and also a fan of science fiction properties such as Doctor Who and Star Trek, then think of all of those things mashed up and set in an underwater city. That is Atlantis. If you live in the Perth area and would like to come along, please visit atlantisradioplay.com. It's going to be a very exciting and fun series, and I think that you'll all enjoy it. And for those of you listening outside of the Perth area, whether that's somewhere else in Australia or indeed international, you're not going to be left out either. Because it's a radio play, all of the performances are going to be recorded live and then redistributed as audiobooks here on the internet. So if you'd like to listen into the show, you can also get information at the following website, atlantisradioplay.com. And of course, make sure that you like the Thought Jar Productions Facebook page. There'll be updates there too. And now, back to the podcast. Welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching Run, Lola, Run. By we, I mean Jason and Carmen Dolly. Hello. I'm exhausted. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, you know, we were all running the whole time. <laughs> Actually, that would be a good keep fit routine if you had to run at the same time as Lola. As Lola oh, ran. yeah, that yeah. would be incredible. Yeah. Or like a, a drinking game every time, you know. She runs. She screams you take or runs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, have a shot. Okay. We might have to play that on another time. The <laughs> drink Lola drink. Uh, J- Jason, that was your first time watching it. Yes, it was. What did you think? I really liked it. I didn't think totally that I was going to, especially when it kind of started. I was thinking, oh, this is maybe a bit more... It was aiming a bit higher than it was probably ever going to pull off. But by the end of it, I was quite happy with it i really quite enjoyed it and i think i got into the style which is very much is a very definite 
kind of style with it. Yeah, very early on, because um, this is the first time I've watched it in probably about 10 years, it really felt like an like an Edgar Wright film. Like the mm. sort of like... Um, or Guy Ritchie, that's who... Yeah. He would have been doing stuff at mm. the time, like um, Lockstock and Snatch, I think, came out in 2000, but Lockstock, I think, came out in 98 mm. or yeah. around those times, so... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it is very much like that in that it's very fast-paced. It doesn't ever let up really yeah um, yeah just lots of quick cuts lots of snappy snappy mm. short scenes and yeah. and sound effects as and well sound effects boom, yeah. doom, quart, that kind of yeah. thing yeah. yeah and it probably it's probably snappier than both right or guy Ritchie would be too yeah. i'd say because it's a packed we looked at the time before we started 77 minutes it's short yeah, yeah. and i think uh one of the trivia bits um that i read whilst doing research for this i think there is essentially it's um 2.7 seconds per shot is the average length like it's, oh, wow. it's, it's quite fast paced yeah and I, I think it's interesting that obviously it is a very fast paced film um so it, i think they've used it quite well to emphasize um both moments of um extreme tension by having longer shots there yeah so like yeah. all the shots with her um trying to get money from her father's bank yeah tended to be longer Anything intense shots. or the mm. the screams yeah, yeah, long shots with a few cutaways here and there. Yeah, to show things smashing. Yeah, but it was um, it was quite, quite speedily cut, and it's it's a very basic story. Um, you know, um, lady gets a phone call from a boyfriend. Uh, Manny calls Lola and says, "I need a hundred thousand Deutschmark in twenty minutes, or mm-hmm. I'm dead, because <laughs> I need to give it to a gangster." And we see Lola attempt three different ways to yeah. get that money, because each time that she fails, she essentially groundhog days back. Back to where she wants. Back yeah. to where back to where she was twenty minutes ago. And um I suppose Jason, it's as the as the first time viewer, mm. how do you view the way this film does its its sliding doors thing? It, like it do you think it's it is that she's rewound and gone back twenty minutes or that we're just seeing three different versions of the same day? Um I think we're just seeing three different versions. I wondered for a bit whether she was ever going to use the information from one to the other like i thought she might have made a point like no i better go do that instead or you know maybe reacted to a car the only bit that i can think of is that after the first day where she first 20 minutes where she um gets the gun off the grocery security guard yeah the next time when she has the gun and she's holding up her dad she knows where the, the safety is. Yeah. yeah. That's so, so it's almost like she's she's got information yeah, subconsciously. But, but not all of it, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I guess maybe I, um, I'd say that, yeah, she does kind of remember a little bit. Yeah, because I found, Carmen, when I was watching this, I'd always treated it as, as being, oh, just three separate versions. But mm. there were these little things, like in the third run-through, when she doesn't get to the bank in time to see her dad. Yeah. And she just exchanges that look with the security guard, mm. almost as though they both know that this has already happened. Yeah, and he says to her, "You're you're late." Mm. Or you're finally here, or you're, something. You're finally here, or something like that. Mm. And it's just yeah, just little. There's nothing really overt, and I think you could read it either way. But yeah, there do seem to be little hints here and there that maybe they're they reliving the same twenty minutes again, uh, three yeah. times. You know, three times, or at least only a few people remember that fact. Yeah. But then also, it even seems like some things happen differently in each timeline regardless. Like, I'm thinking specifically about the fight between the father, which is literally the character's name in the um, thing, in the yeah, credits. Miss, Mr. Lola. Yeah, Miss Her, Her Lola. Yes. Um, Fata. Um, or Papi, mostly. Um, yeah, yeah. Papi! Uh, he and his... The lady who actually did get a name. His um, mistress, for lack of a better word... They have a good conversation the first time. The second time she comes in, it's only a couple of minutes later and they're yelling. And then the third time, they're happy again. Mm. So they don't, even though there's no interruption between the, fir- the second and the third event, some reason they're angry in the second event, but happy in the third event. I think it's because, and again, it's something that... Because I'd forgotten about the whole fact that this this day happens that... In her attempt to get the money, she goes to her father who runs a bank mm. or is high up in a bank. And she, um, each time there's this conversation where Lola's dad is finding out that um, in two of the cases that this woman he's been having an affair with um, pregnant. is pregnant. Uh, but in the first version, she only gets to tell him that 
she's pregnant and then Lola comes in. In the second version, she says, I'm pregnant and I don't know whose it is. And yeah. that's why they have the negative argument because oh, because here Maya arrives and interrupts. Them, yes, the third one to say that she doesn't even yeah. he, he doesn't even know that she's pregnant. Oh, doesn't he? Yeah, because oh, okay. she's trying to tell him, and he's like, "No, I've got to go." Yeah, yeah, I've got to go and talk to that guy. Yeah, yeah. She says something like, "Would you like to have a baby with me or something?" Yeah. Well, he does say at the end, like, "This is the best present you could have given me." Mm. But so I... maybe it just c- cuts off the um, that I don't know whose it is. But I, 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 my, my feeling is that because he reacts so positively and he's still smiling, it's like, oh my god, she wants, she loves me, she wants to have a baby with me. That's great. Not the, not the start. Not that it already or, is. The baby's already on the way. Yeah, the baby yeah. being on the way puts him under pressure, which is why he just throws Lola out and says, "I'm not coming home today, tomorrow, or, or ever. Or ever, yeah. <laughs> I'm starting a new life, and also I'm not your actual dad." Which she yeah. doesn't technically find out in the in, other two versions. Yeah, only yeah. in the first one she but finds it, that it out. It did feel like she still knew. It, the way that she was looking at him because she Robin. didn't care so much about yeah, him. Yeah, a little in the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, maybe she does know a bit more than we think. Yeah, mm. potentially. More than I thought. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's interesting. It's the kind of film where you could easily, you know, watch it several times and pick up little details. Um, it's very Nolan-y. Sorry, Christopher Nolan-y in a way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's just a lot, a lot packed into those uh, 100. No, not even 120 minutes. 80 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not even 80 minutes. Stuff. I mean, yeah. they say they say at the beginning, uh, the only rules that are consistent is that the ball is round and the yeah. game lasts 90 minutes. Everything else is up for grabs, essentially. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that football analogy is quite a good one for this film. And there's, I, I did notice this time there were lots of little tiny football culture sort of things woven yeah. in like the fact that the kid on the bike is wearing a german football shirt um yeah there's the guy kicking the ball at the beginning and literally saying the yeah. ball is round well the, that guy's the um security the security guard yeah and i think it was somebody else i think the dad talks for no he looks around for a bit you can see some of the characters from it especially some of the less prominent yeah. ones like the lady who's walking in the hallway mm. the lady with the baby who calls her horrible names yeah mm. yeah um, it's yeah it, it is interesting that they chose to frame it with that and i think just in general it's quite it's quite interestingly framed in that it might be the most 90s thing to come out of the 90s yeah. <laughs> i mean it's full of techno music yeah. which was actually composed by the director yeah um, oh really yeah <laughs> if i'm honest as soon as i started hearing it i'm like that's gotta be put in by the director it's yeah. very um well, not not only did he um, make that music, but the lady singing is Lola. It's, it's the oh, actress, okay. Frankie Potente. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I, I thought it might have been at a few points because she is singing in German and she is kind of reiterating bits of the plot. Hmm. Yeah. From what I could, yeah, she's still true. doing that kind of that very nineties tempo thing of like. Do, 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 like talking very like this. Yeah. Mm. I, I quite like the music. I thought it was really good. I know <laughs> yeah. you're not a, a fan I, I don't of like electronic techno, music, and this so. probably just in, reinforced yeah. that belief that Germans listen to nothing but death metal or techno, and <laughs> there is no in between. Yeah. Although uh, Tom uh, Tykwa is the name of the director. Um, how's, possi- that, how's that written? T Y K W E R. Tykwer. Tykwer. Yeah. Okay. W's of E's. Course, double V means <laughs> uh, so Tom Tykver um, did make the the music for this, the techno music. And for me, I think it's one of those things that's quite iconic about the film. I mean, mm. when, I, when I think of the film, I do think of the soundtrack and the um, you know, the, the, the lyrics uh, come through, you know, like the I wish I was a hunter searching for different food, mm. that kind yeah. of thing. Like it's it created a very definite atmosphere which. I think helps the film in that sense. Yeah. Even yeah. if you're not necessarily the biggest fan of techno, I think it's good to run to. You yeah. know, it's yeah. yeah. And interestingly, I'd forgotten that it used other music, like when they run out from robbing the store in version one. They of sing the day. about another day or something. It's yeah. like an old. Um... It's yeah, funny. Twenty four hours kind of song. Yeah, yeah. twenty four hours more or something or. 24 hours less or... yeah but that was like a very it was a very different style it was yeah. like a, an established song from America um, yeah. yeah and it's yeah it's I think the choices with music were really interesting yeah yeah and they stuck with but it was almost always techno like even that bit like it literally faded out from techno and into that song I, I like, guess because it's very clock like music like yeah. you can always hear the ticking and the mm. music a lot of the time which I thought was really cool mm. um yeah, and just the the different cuts of music. Like I'd forgotten that there was that um, sort of classic American song in it, and it makes quite a stark cut, you know, because you're so used to this techno sort of 
pumping its way, almost yeah. like a heartbeat as well. Mm. Yeah, um, that's probably not a bad comparison, actually. Yeah, and so it, it does really emphasise like the contrast, like just with like the same with the short cuts and then the long scenes, mm. you know, helps to mm. emphasise attention there. Then like the the smoother non-electronic music when it does cut to that, it. it does really create that contrast that sort of emphasizes and heightens that tension yeah. i guess mm. yeah did we enjoy the use of photograph or still images to show the potential different futures of the people that lola interacted with yeah um it wasn't too bad it i thought it was going to go further yeah like someone's future was going to impact hers in a way mm. but really she only impacts everybody in the day because that's all we can really see yeah mm. Um, but she stops someone too early. She has a bad life. That lady with the pram. Oh, she bumps yeah. into her even earlier and she becomes a millionaire. Mm. She bumps into her later and she becomes like a Jehovah's Witness. Mm. Yeah. And same with uh, Miss Yeager in the bank. The first, yeah, the, the first time she ends up like having a car crash and... And becoming be, paraplegic. Paraplegic and ends up uh, committing suicide. And then the second version, she ends up dating someone in the bank and they have a lovely BDSM relationship. <laughs> that Bill Hader looking guy. Yeah, yeah, the guy looks like Bill Hader. And I love it. It's like the photographs. It's like, oh, they're dating, they're dating. Oh, bedroom stuff. Now they're in a robo. It was just, I thought they were quite well, they were quite effectively told stories for short photographs. Yeah. That were very much just like, here's what happens in their life and we've moved on. Yeah, and that's something that at the beginning especially had me, was one of the reasons it had me worried that it was not committing to a proper style. Because there are all the other bits where before there's so much thrown at you just in that first scene. Mm. Yeah. Um, With cutting around, seeing flashbacks of what Manny's talking about when he's Mm. talking about the guy that's going to... Kill him, um, mm. the big... Um, oh, yeah, Ronnie. Game. Ronnie, the yeah, gangster. Ronnie. Um, how he's talking about that. But then it's also other bits that she says that kind of flick back to somewhere else or flick away or yeah. to something. Like when she has the thing where she talks about, oh, I'll go to my dad, and there's just a picture of a dad and he just shakes his head. Yeah. It well, felt like there were about too many styles going on and it yeah. wasn't committing to one. And then yeah. it switches to animation for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, and then, yeah. And so it's like, okay, are we... What are we doing here? Like, are we going for one? Are we going for a couple? Yeah. We seem to be going for a bunch of themes but then after like the bit that they cut back to because i was never sure where it was ever going to cut back like because i always knew there was going to be a return to it Mm. but i didn't think it was going to be the phone drop i thought it might have been even earlier and something that manny did also Mm. affects it Mm. but that drop and then it's all right animation well go past the mom asking for shampoo and also having an affair by the sounds of it yeah mm. it's berlin everyone's uh, everyone's having a good, <laughs> everyone's having a good time it's yeah. casual bdsm relationships yeah everywhere. yeah true i guess yeah. <laughs> um i didn't live in berlin when i was there fair enough <laughs> but yeah um it's yeah I, I think it was interesting that like you say i think the phone drop is a good point because we don't really need to hear that conversation again we know from that conversation, Manny's in trouble. What are we going to do? Mm. It just occurred to me why I found the name Manny funny. I kept thinking of Manny from Black Books. Black Books. Oh, yeah. And now I'm imagining Black Books. Oh, no. Well, where, 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 where are the diamonds? <laughs> yeah. it's, they're gone. Yeah. They're gone, Bernard. I and I'm going to write a song about it. <laughs> yeah. And now I'm just imagining Bernard Black running around. Going, hey, money. <laughs> How do you get money? Do you have money? Do you, have, do you, do you not do it with money? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Gotta do my taxes. Goodbye. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but thankfully, it wasn't that. Um, yeah. It was. Uh, it was a bit more serious. Run, friend, run. Yeah, yeah. run. <laughs> and it was. Um, but yeah, I, I I quite liked the the use of the animation to show what the initial inciting incident was that changed each version. So in the first version, she sort of runs past a kid with a dog and isn't affected. The second yeah. version, she gets tripped over by the kid. I actually missed the kid the first time. Like, I think, oh, okay. I think maybe I was just focusing more on the fact that suddenly we'd gone into animation. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, and also the dog was barking, so the kid was almost just like he didn't do anything in the first version. Yeah, exactly. The second time trips her up, and then the yeah. third version she leaps over where the barking dog is. Yeah, the dog starts to bark early, yeah. and she's like, "All right, to hell with this," and jumps yeah. it. And it was interesting how that initial thing then affects everything, um, and you know, affects things like when does Maya crash into the car? Because he always crashes into that white car with the three buff uh, gangster-looking dudes. Yeah. yeah. Which um, I always thought was Ronnie, the mm. gangster um, that Manny owes money to. Yeah. But yeah. it ended up not being the case. Uh, no. but, but it was just fun that... I, I did quite like there was some sort of like universal truths that just always yeah. happened. Like, <laughs> that that car is attracted the, um... to that other car. And... Yeah. 
the animation is kind of um, does remind me a bit of like Alice in Wonderland, mm. like going down the rabbit hole. Yeah. Um, well, there was a big thing with spirals in this film. I mean, obviously there was the spiral bar yeah. behind Manny's phone box. The, yeah. um, there was lots of other spiral patterns, and that's because Tom uh, Tygther is a big Tyke fan. Of, is a big fan of. I'll get it eventually. Is a big fan <laughs> of Vertigo or Vertigo. Were in. <laughs> um, is a big fan of Hitchcock's Vertigo. And so, um, for example, I think it's in the casino. There's a painting of the back of a woman that's meant to be Kim Novak from uh, Vertigo, Vertigo. who's the lead oh, actress. Okay. I um, was thinking yeah. about Vertigo that bit because mm. um, even in The Simpsons they rip it off at one point because he runs up the stairs, looks down and it's like the spiral yeah. keeps going. Yeah, and th- that's why spiral imagery was such a big mm. part of, of what was used in this film because yeah, uh, the director was a big fan of, of Vertigo. Oh, that's okay. great. Yeah. Um, I also just really liked, because obviously I did a bit of research as I do for these films before mm. going in, there were details of lots of different things that I've missed and I think are quite easy to miss. For example, at the very start of the film, Lola's moped is stolen. That's why she wasn't there to meet Manny mm. when this, um, this... Drug bus. Drug, not drug bus. Um, sort of criminal car. exchange. Some yeah. kind of heist. One thing yeah. that confused me, because he talks about going across the border. Yeah. Which made me suddenly think that it was in the 80s because... If they were going across the border and they're in Berlin, which they definitely were, it would have been east-west. It would have been east-west, but yeah. I guess maybe he was going over to Poland or Austria or yeah, somewhere. Oh, from from Berlin, you'd go to Poland. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. It wouldn't go for a long drive. <laughs> <laughs> it would be it, well. They got the autobahn, I guess. Yeah, but I'll I would, I'll, I'll trust your judgment. I, I would say they're most likely in Poland okay. that he goes to and then comes back from. Mm. One of the details that is missed from, uh, I think the first time viewing this and certainly when I first watched it uh, that I missed was the fact that the moped that crashes into the two cars that crash at the end of the film is the moped that was stolen at the start of the film from Lola mm. yeah uh, yeah it's it, little things like that that just yeah pop there's up. a lot yeah. that ties in but at the same time I, I found myself especially now thinking about all the things that didn't really tie in as much as you think they would such like as um such as um, just the stories of those extra people that she passes. Like the, the nuns don't really come back. The nuns are literally just a stop sign on the way mm. to getting to a location, or what the um, or giving the um, bum the gun. Yeah, um, the Michael Palin bum. Yeah, he did look like Michael Palin. <laughs> he did it look a amazing. lot like Michael Palin. Yeah, and it just doesn't go anywhere. It's more of a world building kind of thing yeah. that happens. Yeah. Like. You could argue that the film doesn't need, like, um, Frau Jäger um, or the lady with the pushbike. Not the pushbike, with the pram. Yeah. At all. But it kind of adds this extra little bit of detail for its own sake. Hmm. World building, I guess, is maybe a way to look at it. Yeah, I, I suppose it was. those bits are there just to show us the consequences of action, which yeah. is a big, a big part of this film. And I think maybe does that slightly... In a more effective way, I guess, than Sliding Doors does. Because Sliding Doors, mm. I think, is a bit more like that, where it's layered into the actual story. You don't tend to see too many passers-by and figuring out how much their lives are changed by that Sliding Doors moment. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's much more introspective, yeah. Sliding Doors from memory, than, than this film is. Yeah, whereas obviously what they do with this is... Um, I, I think it's 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 a it's a different side of the same coin. It's, it's that idea of, like, we want to show just how far-reaching and how big an impact tiny things like bumping into someone can have yeah. and so having it go from oh, the woman in the first case literally losing her children to um german social services and stealing a baby to the second version where she wins the lottery yeah. to the third version with the jehovah's witness i think is just showing it's like yeah life's life's a bit fun and it <laughs> never shows you how like the fact that she was delayed seconds yeah, yeah. somehow turned her from horrible mother that would end up on like today tonight to Millionaire, who would end also up end up on Today Tonight, yeah. to Jehovah's Witness, who... who might be on a yeah. special on Today yeah, Tonight. Yeah, exactly. What's German for Today Tonight? Uh, Heute Nacht? Heute, Heute Nacht. Nacht. Heute Nacht. Mm. Today... Not quite as night. alliterative. Well, actually, it would be Heute, Heute Nacht. Okay. Today, oh, okay. today's tonight, tonight. There we go. Right. Excellent. Heute Nacht is night, night. Two is tonight. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Cool. We're just going to translate lots of Australian things for a little bit. Or... Please. <laughs> Actually, okay, okay. You know, what would be throw another shrimp on the barbie? Oh, geez, that's a hard one. Oh, I do know one interesting one because when I was in Germany, I watched Peter Weir's Gallipoli uh-huh. with Mel Gibson and so on. And 
one of the words that comes up a lot of that is mate. Mm. Um, and I remember thinking, I was like, oh, how are they going to translate that word? Are they just going to stick with mate or not? But they go with kamaraden, okay. comrade. Oh, yeah. So, um, like, you know, in um, Gallipoli, there's a point where the hand's kind of sticking out of the trench mm. and all the guys are going on joking, saying, g'day, mate, g'day, mate. It was mm. like, guten tag, kamaraden. Come on, so come do on. they? Do, do Germans think that all Australians are a bit Soviet in that Soviet? sense, where we call each other comrade? I don't know. Oh, comrade! <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just the word I had. I, honestly, the word comrade never really came up in the social circles I travelled in. Mm. in, in yeah, it's Northern quite a it's Berlin. quite a mouthful. So uh, yeah, guten tag, comrade, versus yeah. g'day, mate. Yeah. yeah. It's like twice the syllables. Mm. So yes, it's, swerving briefly back to run, <laughs> run, run, run. Um, <laughs> Let's uh, talk about Australian German films. Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a good crossover. Um, it was, I think, ultimately, I'm not sure. I I really liked this film the first time I saw it, and I think because I know the trick going into going into it the second time. Yeah. I found that I wasn't as engaged by it as I was the first time. I don't know if you felt the same, Carmen. Yeah, certainly like the the endings to the stories feel a little bit less impactful mm. because you know that oh, you know, we're just going to turn around and do the same story mm. again. Yeah. Um I um I feel like there's still a lot to get out of it though, as I said, mm. like just the fact that it's so packed with detail. If you were lacking that, then it would not be um, as good a film mm. but the fact that you can still get some joy out of watching it again and picking up these things that you missed the first time yeah. I, I think it has a lot like oh, what do I say it has, um, it has it, value it, it in... has that in its favour yeah. I yeah. guess is what I'm saying yeah. and I, if I'm honest being the first time I watched this I found the endings all quite poignant in a way yeah I mean granted the guy getting hit by the ambulance is a little silly yeah mm. But apart from that, like they're all quite, um, I found them quite good and quite nice mm. full stops in the end because you're not sure, like you, knowing what you know about the film, you know something's about to muck up yeah. somewhere along the line, especially when they're running and the police come and the police and they thought whether it's, like I think you just all kind of assumed that Manny was going to get shot and then she'd go back. Yeah. And then she's the one who gets shot first. Yeah. And then the second time, like, oh, I wonder what happens. And then finally Manny gets it. Yeah, and it's it's weird the bits you remember because I remember that Manny was hit by a vehicle, mm. but my memory was that he was hit by one of the brown cars that drives past in all the scenes. I'd forgotten oh, okay. it was the ambulance, but yeah. I'd always remembered just this one brown car that was obviously just an extra detail. <laughs> and I, yeah, and I can't remember that yeah. at all. Yeah. And, and for me, I in my head, I'd remembered it as Manny gets hit by that brown car, not by the big ambulance. That <laughs> um, it, it still is very well put together and it's still very entertaining. I mean, mm. I'd completely forgotten as well about the fact that when she comes out of the bank the second time, there's a SWAT team. And then they just tell her to get out of the way because they that's assume right, yeah. that she's not. There's, the there's thing. a crazed psychopath yeah. in there. That's that's really funny. That and is I'd, really good. I'd completely forgotten about that, <laughs> yeah. um, and so I got to enjoy it a whole new, a whole second time over. Uh, but but at the same time, I I I just felt that again, it's very well done. It's very well told. But at the same time, I think it just I think it's that first time watching it that mm. is quite crucial to the the overall enjoyment of this film. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. It's still a great um, film. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... All in all, did did we enjoy it? Because I, I certainly felt like I had a good time, uh, despite these slight misgivings. Um, yeah, no, I had a great time with it. I, and I thought I was going to have a pretty crummy time with it, because mm. I dislike films that can't stick to a good through line. And especially yeah. at the beginning where, like... The first line on my notes is um, clock demon. Because yeah. it does start with a weird shot of a clock and then the weird shots of everything else. Then it cuts to the style of her running and punching all the things that come up. I'm like, all right, there's like three different styles already going on. And then when you meet, it's another one. Mm. It's cutting around it. But by the end of it, it's kind of smoothed out. And so, all right, this mm. is the style. Yeah, so it's kind of found its feet. Eventually. And as soon as it found its feet, like from basically the running, the first proper running point after it, Onwards, the film was great. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's it's enjoyable. Mm. Yeah, it's I, it's yeah. a good, you know, romp for eighty minutes. Yeah. It's a, it's an exciting. Mm. Would you want to watch it again now, Stephen? Right now? Yeah. No. No. Um, with the possible exception of maybe watching five minutes just to see what it would be like dubbed. 
Yes, there was oh, a dub yeah. option on yeah. it as yeah. well. No, we ended up watching it subtitled. Um, yes, some of us did. Oh yeah, sorry, <laughs> not all of us are bilingual. Uh, yeah. But the um, but yeah, watching it with the the subtitles. Um, I am slightly curious to see maybe what it would be like dubbed, but at the same time. <laughs> Do we want to pause, have the music go, watch it for five minutes and come back going, and we're back and it was weird. (laughs) Let's watch a scene. All right, cool. Okay, we'll be back in just a second, folks. (laughs) And welcome back, everybody. We have just finished watching the English dub of one scene of Run, Lola, Run. I'm joined once again by Jason and Carmen. Hello. I can't wait till we cut back for the third time and we actually finish this. <laughs> well, we end up with like a bonus 100,000 Deutschmark when we do this another time. Um, <laughs> Which I worked out is about $80,000 Australian. Yeah, okay. It's a big deal. Yeah, because yeah, it was about two, a little shy of two Deutschmark to one euro. Uh, but yeah, the, the folks at home are going, how was it dubbed? How was it dubbed? The answer... Poorly. Poorly. Yeah. It was very British. It was very Guy Ritchie. It sounded as though Emma Bunton or Baby Spice. Yeah, Baby Spice. I literally was thinking that too. Yeah. Lola was like, calm down, love. Because we watched the scene where it's Manny and her on the phone. Calm down, love. What's going on? And he's literally saying things which are just synonyms of the subtitle. It's all gone wrong. And it's all like this. And it's. The subtitle literally said easy as pie. And he said piece of cake. That's Yeah. Yeah. And it was, yeah. Saw this funny geezer. Wham, bam. Yeah. It's. Well, actually, the best bit is in the German one he says I went to see the Cyclops yeah. like there's a character called the Cyclops which is the guy yeah. who with the jeweler's eyepiece all the jewels yeah and it's like and then the Cyclops fella appeared like as yeah. if he didn't understand what was going yeah. on it's all this Cyclops character <laughs> and he yeah okay so don't watch this film dubbed <laughs> no that's, that's what we've just learned I mean it's too late yeah, well, but no. go back and don't not watch this. When, yeah. you, when you hang up the phone from the last phone call, yeah. don't watch it. Yeah, when English. you when you relive this next twenty minutes, <laughs> um, yeah, please sub Lola sub is the yeah, way. Yeah, sub to Lola go. sub. Yeah, uh, so that cleared up that one. Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's weird. It was, oh, but I think it's also the disconnect between yeah. going back to what we were talking about and even what you guys were talking about mm. in My Never Totoro. Um, I think when it's a real performance. Mm. Like complete performance with actions and so on. Yeah, it's really easy to have such a weird disconnect yeah. between yeah. performance and voice yeah. that comes yeah. up. That's in cartoons like Totoro, which yeah. I think is probably the only one we're doing that's yeah. animated that's yes. subbed or dubbed. I guess I'm just always interested as well to see another actor's take on it. Mm. Like I remember, um, I did a play called The Lesson a few years ago. Oh yeah, <laughs> and my director uh, for that was very French, and he actually used to do um, French dubs for English movies that used to come over to France. Mm. So I guess like hearing about the other side of it, and actually you know how how cutthroat an industry it can be, just as cutthroat as any other acting um, career it, mm. it does make you appreciate it a little bit more and just uh, want to hear a little bit more about the interpretations and, mm. and the work that goes into mm. it I guess even if it's not great yeah. you know I mean I'm yeah because the interpretation felt very well felt very Guy Ritchie yeah. like, like yeah. you were saying yeah we actually said it's like did, did they give it just to Guy Ritchie <laughs> to yeah. do like do the dub script? To do the dubs for because they didn't match up we had that and we also had the English subtitles of the German which mm were pretty accurate. Yeah. I will admit, list, like, listening to it and watching them, um, they were very accurate. Mm. And then they were way off yeah. the English. And the dubs were kind of... They just used a synonym uh, changer on every word. Yeah, yeah. As, <laughs> as if they were worried about copyright. Yeah. A little bit to the left and they're fine. Although she did say Straza. I was very pleased Yeah, that. yeah. <laughs> And you took me down the wrong bloody Straza. Yeah, you no. took me down to Wahlbergstraße and this... this I think she said Strasse as well, not Strasse. Yeah. Yeah, Strasse, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which so uh, you didn't pronounce it in the right German way either. At but... least they're doing it in English properly by yeah. mispronouncing any of the German. <laughs> I would have just loved it if they'd said, like, down uh, to the Cotswold or somewhere like yeah. that. Something very English, despite the fact they're very clearly in Germany. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so yeah, that clears that up. Uh, subtitles, not, not dubs. Yes. Uh, <laughs> would you guys like some trivia about yes. Run Lola? Oh, yes. Oh, and, and just while I'm getting the uh, the old trivia machine out, um, if, because Je- Jason and Carmen, you are real life couple, so yeah. I'm assuming you've both robbed a store together when one of you's owed a gangster. Oh, uh, all the time. Yeah. Why do you think we went to Germany on our honeymoon? <laughs> <laughs> that is true. So if you if you were in that situation at the end of the film where you've just suddenly, after tw- a mad 20 minutes, you've ended up with 100,000 Deutschmark or the equivalent, $80,000, yeah. what would you do with it? 
if it's because it's in a plastic bag, like what are you guys going to do? And, and she won it legally. Yeah, yeah. It, she took it's... her ninety mark and turned it into three and a half thousand, mm. then turned it into that. Yeah, what would you do with? Let's call it eighty thousand Australian dollar dues. What are you going to do with that? Eighty thousand dollar dues. Probably a holiday. Yeah, I would say like you'd blow like you'd go rent a fancy hotel for the night and just mm. raid the mini bar. And then work out your next steps from there. Even then, I'd be um, like, oh, let's not raid the minibar, honey. We'll just. Um, <laughs> no, I'll raid the minibar. <laughs> I'll go and buy you a Mars bar and yeah. cut it in half th- and then give, get $4 off you. Yeah, you'd blow through a lot of that money just on the minibar. <laughs> yeah, and then we'd have no money left, I guess. Oh, um, sorry, sorry. I spent your money badly. <laughs> no. But then, then you'd plan your next steps from there and be like, okay, where are yeah. we going to go? Let's get a flights, you know. Yeah, and you'd go for a while. Yeah. Because I mean, eighty eighty thousand dollars in Australia is quite a good amount. That's a like, that's a hefty a, holiday, right there. It's yeah. a it's a good year salary in a lot of ways, I'd say. Yeah. For mm. most, like in, to compare for American and British listeners. Yeah, it probably pay for a red hair dye. Let's let's be yeah, real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of it, yeah. Mm. Um, but uh, not shampoo. Uh, no, no. Just re- I read that one bit of trivia before the. Um, before we uh, started recording about her not washing her hair for six weeks. That's exactly where we're going to start with. Um, Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, she couldn't wash her hair for seven weeks. Really? Yeah. She'd have to re-dye. Well, that's that's just it, because because she didn't wash it, it stayed that colour. What about growth? Except for growth, obviously. She had Um, had growth all through the film, though. Yeah, she did, but like that would... It was it, it, yeah, not not yeah. that much in six weeks. Okay. Think, yeah. yeah, it was more the issue of the fact that when you washed it, it went lighter. Yeah, so she would have ended up being <laughs> pink, essentially running around. Um, but yeah, so she didn't wash her hair for seven weeks, which I think weirdly kind of suited the character of Lola because. We know that she doesn't have a job because her yeah, dad, yeah. Her dad goes get, get a job. job. It's like yeah, yeah. I will eventually. And like, Shut we up. See, we see that her and Manny are you know Manny's essentially a criminal. Yeah, he's, and I'm not he's, saying, he's a small time gangster. Yeah, and I'm not saying all criminals and people without jobs don't wash, but it kind of feeds into that sort of almost that kind of like liberated late nineties Berlin feel where you had like almost like a second hippie movement. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. there was a lot of things. It's happening a very counter like to what her parents are, which they yeah. live in a very fancy, sterile. Um, a silky kind of environment and then like her like you see her room and that looks crummy yeah like you were expecting her to be living around. on her own like a it reminded me a bit of like a, one of the basically just a cheap room that she might have but no it turns out to be her room in a very nice house because it cuts she comes out the the way and then goes down the stairs and turns into a cartoon yeah but her mum's room is so nice and all the other rooms in it are so nice yeah and oh, there is that, that kid with the dog yeah, yeah, but I guess their their house is they're, nice. they're their in like apartment. the next apartment. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. top they'd be the top floor because yeah. she has to. Um, the colors red and yellow uh, appear very often in this film, and they were selected because the director wanted to signify danger. The reds were mainly in Lola's scenes, and the yellows in Manny. So obviously, oh, yeah. aside from the red hair, he has yellow hair. Yeah. He does have yellow hair, but there's also uh, lots of the cars and the telephones themselves were red, while the phone boxes in the supermarket and the tram were yellow. Mm. So. Yeah, it was. I thought that was quite a good way of separating them. And then you even had those entire scenes where they're in bed talking about things that are just with that red filter. Yeah, yeah. very, yeah. very like nightclubby red. Yeah, in a way. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was interesting. Mm. Good, good color choices there. Um, we mentioned before that Kim Novak. There was a painting of her, but it was the back of her um, mm. in in the casino. The reason that they painted the back of it is because uh, the artist Alexander Manasse, who was the production designer and who was asked to paint that wall, couldn't remember what she looked like. <laughs> so he just painted yeah. the back of it. Uh, That's it one took, way to do it, yeah. Yeah, and it took him 15 minutes. So, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. He was like, I don't know. I can't remember what she looks like. We haven't got the internet around, apparently. <laughs> just, yep, that'll do. Or couldn't rent a copy of Vertigo. Yeah. They could have borrowed it from the director. He liked it. That's true, yeah. Um... Yoshiaki Kozumi, who is a game designer at Nintendo, called Run Lola Run one of the main inspirations he had when he was designing the game Majora's Mask. Oh. Now, I'm not big on Zelda, but I know I you ha- guys are. I am. Yeah. Yes, I'm pretty big on Zelda. Yeah. I, as a kid, and it was, Majora's Mask, I think, came out nine. 2000. 2000. Yeah. So oh, Ocarina Time might have come yeah. out in 98 mm. then. Um, wow. Yeah. But no, Majora's Mask is quite good because what happens is you have three days and then the moon crashes into the planet and destroys everyone. Mm. 
and the only thing you can keep from that are masks. Yeah. Um, so what you have to do in the first three days, first three days is get the first mask and then you can use that mask to get to your second location, yeah. then your third, mm. and then stop the thing from crashing. So it's mm. quite... That's quite cool. Yeah. That is very cool. I was wondering what <laughs> what uh, video game you were going to say at the time. Mm. I'm like, Prince of Persia has a bit of a time like dilation element, but mm. that's more like very immediate rather than being this idea of going back to a certain point in time. Yeah. But no, yeah. that's awesome. There you go. So yeah, now run, link, run. Or yeah. I don't know... Um, Run Zelda run. Spin, yeah, spin, spin, spin sword. Thing. Spin yeah. sword, <laughs> Link. Spin sword. <laughs> smash pot, smash. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hans, I might say, pronounce this wrong. Let me try. Hans Pech. Uh, it's spelt P-A-E-T-S-C-H. Pecher? Pecher? Yeah, okay. shirt would be Pecher, I think. Okay. Hans Pecher, who speaks the narration at the beginning, is Germany's most popular fairy tale narrator, according to this. <laughs> oh, uh, his characteristic voice is easily recognised by anyone who grew up with fairy tale records in Germany. Okay, oh, so I guess it does tie into this whole thing of it being like very fictional, very, very fictional fairy, yeah. fairy tale. It yeah. is quite, yeah, it is quite fairy tale. I've never thought about that. Hmm. And That's so really I guess cool. it's like having Noni Hazelhurst or Peter Coon. <laughs> yeah, if you're in Australia. If you're Australian, what would the Australia? What would it be? Fangit Sharon Fangit. Yeah, fang it. yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd, I'd, I'd love to watch that. <laughs> Give it herbs. <laughs> uh, the shot where the roulette ball lands on the 20 was not a trick shot. Um, they got it in like one of their first takes. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Because I just saw that because it disappears and then it comes back. And mm. I was like, I bet you someone was just like, oh, just put it in there. Just yeah. Put it no, in they, there. Um, they were just filming it and they got it very early on. <laughs> and they were like, great. Well done, everyone. Um, as well as writing and directing the film, as we mentioned before, Tom uh, Teichver, am I getting yeah, that? Yeah, no, Kevin. Okay. Uh, or <laughs> did... I was going to say Taika Vaititi for a second. Yeah, ta- yeah Tom Taika Vaititi. <laughs> <laughs> um, he composed the music uh, with, with uh, Franca. Now, we decided it was Patente. That's, Patente. It is Patente. Yeah. yeah. With her on the vocals. I am curious as to w- the choice in making her sing in English. Do you think there was yeah. a choice? Maybe with an intention that it would be... International? International, yeah. I don't know, but... Because as, as a German speaker, but yeah. obviously you speak both, um, did you feel as though the lyrics being in another language had an effect on the feel of the film or the message? i got to admit, I understood the English techno lyrics a bit more than I did the German ones because the German ones were, like, they were very soft and yeah. my German isn't great unfortunately so i did have to kind of listen out and go okay i think i think i understood a few words in there and try to pick it up which is what you do when you speak another language and can't totally understand everything you Mm. you fill in as best you can i mean people do that in english as well but i think it's also to maybe hide well if i'm honest most germans are able to speak a pretty yeah, good English amount of English. Yeah, English is really common over there. Very. Mm-hmm. You learn it like you learn maths here mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. So I'd say it's just another... Maybe it's to hide things a little more from the audience, okay. the German-speaking maybe, audience. Maybe also to avoid it sounding like you say, you know, there's a stereotype of just Germans listening to techno and Rammstein. Or, yeah. yeah. So maybe it's <laughs> to avoid that that Rammstein feel of... Yeah. To uh, kind of, of the music, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was, um, I think I was looking at the DVD cover and they did try to release these songs as singles as well. Cause oh, okay. The um, DVD case, which I can't see around, says also on here are the music videos. Mm. Ah, because right. this yeah. is a very old DVD. Well, I actually had the um, the, the, the soundtrack from oh, this really? film. Yeah, because I, I, when did I first see this? It would have been at some point in my film studies degree, but it was quite early on. Mm. And I actually found the music i'm not a techno person but i thought the music was very effective and i i ended up getting a hold of that music separately okay um and for the life of me i have no idea why because i'm again not really a techno person <laughs> but i think it worked very effectively yeah mm. i think it was when i was running around in my uh, tank top and bell bottoms <laughs> yeah baggy pants combination that would seem to be all the rage in the 90s As jason seems to find strangely appealing as yeah no I, I i don't know if it's just because i was in the 90s or something but i think it's kind of hot it's but... that lara croft look as well i guess maybe well no, lara croft had short shorts oh, okay. but it is i guess i don't know like 
who'd be the main pioneer. Like Sporty Spice, I guess, is probably yeah. that yeah. kind of look. But it is very 90s. It is and extremely it is, 90s. And you see that and you go, that is quite 90s, which yeah. is where the when I started to worry that it was West East Berlin yeah. as well, mm. I was like, they're just very 90s for the 80s. Yeah. Hmm. And it was, it was also... Um, very 90s in that as at one point you said come this film could just be solved if someone had a mobile phone yeah. <laughs> uh, oh I've got the money oh great I'll wait yeah <laughs> yeah it's mm. yeah it's it, all in all though it's an enjoyable film it's good it is yeah. yeah 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 and I think uh, we should score the film yeah yep. uh, we'll start with you Jason it was your first mm-hmm. time watching uh, Lola Vent uh, Lola Vent I'll get there one day yeah. um, <laughs> what, what would you get what score would you give it out of oh my Zen. 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 I was trying to remember what it was. What would you give it out of Zen? Uh, Acht. I think I'll give it eight. Eight um, interesting coincidences and flashes of your future out of ten. I I really quite enjoyed it. I'm very happy I've seen it. Good. Good. Uh, Carmen, what would would you be giving it? I was also going to go for Acht, but I will go uh, Acht, uh, Shattered glass panes out of ten. Yes. Excellent. Um, yeah. To be honest, I I, I have to agree. <laughs> Eight. Yeah. It has to be arced. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah for me, it's going to be um, arced. Carelessly fired bullets because they were a bit careless. There were a lot of bullets getting shot. Yeah. Or, or, or indeed arced. Um, Christopher Eccleston look like <laughs> in the police force. Tiny, it looks like a 12-year-old Christopher Eccleston, the guy yeah. who shoots Lola Yeah, first. by accident. He's like, just, I think it's the ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it is. is. I mean, look at the ears. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, this... I also like, expected him to be in the blockade. Yeah. Around oh, the bank as yeah. well. Well, maybe after the first time, they were all like, maybe, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe we better not bring Christoph Eccleston. Cool. Uh, he's, uh, he's... Man, pop- you should really call in sick earlier today. Yeah, but it was, it was enjoyable. And it's, for me... It's one of those films that just feels so eight out of ten that it hurts. It, it's, yeah, like it's it's really good. I don't think it's it's not a nine. It's not a nine. Well, eight is a spiral shape as well. Oh, so, <laughs> there you there go. There we go. Yeah. So there we go. We hope that uh, uh, Tom Takeva. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got there in the end. Uh, We hope that uh, he he enjoys our our symmetrical scoring. And we hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, Jason Mm. and Carmen, thank you very much for reviewing Run Lola Run with me. Thanks for having us on. Thank you. And for those of you listening at home, there are plenty of other ways for you to get in touch with us. If you want to send in your thoughts, you can email them to us at info at fortjarproductions.com. Just send us an email there with Run Lola Run in the tagline. You can also leave comments on Facebook. Our Facebook page is the Cinema Catch-Up Club, and we can also be found on iTunes, SoundCloud, any sort of podcasting or podcatching service. And if you want to become a member of the club, you can become a member by going to patreon.com forward slash podcast, and you can leave suggestions for what films we should review. In fact, next week's film is one of those suggestions because we're going to be reviewing Pan's Labyrinth oh. to finish off our, <laughs> uh, our review of foreign language films. So uh, until next time, Auf Wiedersehen. Auf Wiedersehen. You weren't going to say Achtung, weren't you? I was really close. Achtung's <laughs> just the best word. It is. Achtung, baby! <laughs> <laughs>